Colin, if I gave you a hundred and thirty, a hundred thirty, a hundred and three dollars over two years, like a, that's a deal. You're gonna do some work for me in some capacity. If I gave you that deal, would you turn it down? Just one hundred and three dollars. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> I think I, yeah. think I would. <laughs> you know, I know, you know, I know, I know I was raised Catholic, but that's too much of a martyr to put on me. Okay, I bet a hundred and three million dollars. It's no way. Excellent. Lucas. Black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, young, old, gay, straight. Wrong. Assemble. No! No! This is the way. The ceiling is the roof. Let's go. Final seconds. Welcome to First Recess. My name is Colin. My name is Leo. And this is your intrusive guide to the world's... What is it? Whereabouts. Whereabouts. What does that mean? I don't know. Colin, do you know? We're about to find out. Mm-hmm. So episode three, we made it this far. <sighs> it's been a while. It's, it's, been a, it's been a wild ride. Yeah, we were delayed this week. Uh... Both of us moved our entire lives into new apartments. That's always fun. Yeah, at least at least Colin, at least you had to like go a tiny little ways. Yeah, uh, not me, too far. Me on the far. other hand, yeah, me on the other hand, was like three doors down, and it still took us like four or five days to move. <laughs> it's embarrassing, you know, when you, uh, like I was telling you, when you you have other people carrying your stuff. And you have a box full of like just garbage and like I had like a Popeye's figurine it's like what what why do I have any of this this is so embarrassing lots oh, of shame dude tell me about it there is so many things like you're I'm moving and I'm just like why do I need this like I need to throw this away but then I can't come to myself to like throw it in the trash and like I need this it brings me joy Marie Kondo. Yeah. Marie Kondo. You got it. I, what a I what a con job, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a hot take. Yeah. Sizzle comes in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, I. It. Uh, they have a good point, and she has a good point for sure. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. It simple... just seems like an obvious one. Yeah, it is, hey, but it's so obvious. <laughs> but it's too obvious. Everybody yeah. cannot. Everybody doesn't have that kind of like willpower to be like, ah, oh, I have this in my hand. I'm like, does it bring me joy? No, I'm gonna throw it away. The thing is, we have so many things that like, oh, do we want to throw this away? Oh man, for me it's paperwork, and then I'll just not have important documents when I need them. <laughs> oh, so, that's the worst. Uh, yeah, but uh, um, yeah, so we did the moving. We're all settled. We're back in action. We got a new yes. slate of Who's News. <laughs> Is it Who's News? <laughs> yes, Who's News. Who's News. We're changing it. You know, you know what I just thought of? Mm. Doesn't it kind of sound like Blue's Clues? 
I was I was a fan of Blue's Clues. I think a little yeah. too too long, a little too late in life. Same here. Oh yeah, I'm um, same here. I remember when uh, the main human character switched. I can't think of his name. Steve. At all. Steve. Oh my god. Oh, you're not a true I... fan. You revealed yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just know. I just know they changed. I can't remember the names. I just remember the the, the dog's name, Blue. Yep. It was the title of the show. <laughs> I mean, you, so you don't know Paprika, you don't know Salt and Pepper. Oh, of course you do. Of Come course on, I do. Yeah. Damn, you are throwing me under the bus here, man. <laughs> I'm the one getting, I'm the one getting sizzled now. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in hot. Moving has angered me. Going to our uh, Who's News. Going who's to news? our segment. Here we are. Who's Here News. We, are. we bring you bring you the news of the week. Uh, plus a few days. So, should we go into the first topic? First, Who's News? Yeah, I just want to breathe into this mic for a little bit. Um... Yeah, what's okay, there's there are trash cans floating around. These grimer trash cans. I don't understand this. Please explain it to me, Leo. Yes. Well, in parts of Japan, in certain cities, they have these trash cans that are called hungry grimer trash cans. So a grimer is a Pokemon and it's a purple sludgy Pokemon. That's pretty much it with like a big mouth and like eyes. It's it's not scary as it sounds. It's actually kind of like cute looking. But they have these little hungry grimer trash cans that are being put around like uh, J- some Japanese cities. And the whole purpose of these trash cans is to uh, recycle more. So people are like incentivized to put plastic bottles, glass bottles, cans into these grimers and just like a trash can and that way the city can register how much people are recycling which it's a pretty cool premise um uh the fun parts of this because it's Japanese and Japanese technology is so much more fun than here in the US um the grimers, once the hungry grimers, once they're done and full, they move and they can move to who knows where. They have little wheels. They just go somewhere. <laughs> well, that's but, my question. Where are these things going? <laughs> oh no, they're going to recycle. They're they're here for the environment. <laughs> um, the other funny thing about these is they have their mouth open, right? And there's, there's going to be a link in the show notes. You guys can see the, the video of it. But with their mouth open, if somebody puts in trash that is not recyclable, um, the grimer will spit it out at the person. <laughs> Which is the coolest okay, thing. That, you've lost me. I was, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm trying to, hey, I'm trying to be more open-minded. I know I'm, I'm the negative guy. <laughs> but I, there's no way in hell I ever want my trash can to spit whatever I put in it at me, ever. <laughs> no well, well, these are meant solely for recycling. So if somebody 
Jesus. Isn't getting with the program. The little dude's gonna like. Oh, that's it. Get with the like, program. Welcome to 2020. Uh-huh. Sheesh. Uh-huh. So, so what, what's to love... incentivize people from... Because Okay, my question is this. If I mm-hmm. knew that this trash... Maybe they're the only trash cans that are going to be around. But if I knew there was another option, I would never go to that trash can. So why would people use these? Just because they look like um, a, a Pokemon? Possibly. But for the most part, you would assume these are for kids. For, so, like, at least you're getting the kids, in a way, to start them early in recycling <laughs> like, and knowing the benefits kids, of it. dude. <laughs> so, this is, it's a fun yeah, incentive you. for not, I mean, not just kids, but for, like, people, too, to just, like, hey, this thing looks cute, and mm-hmm. throw recycling into it. Yeah. It's just playing as a trash can. Maybe I'm coming to it from a Western perspective. Yes. Open yeah. your mind. Open your mind. Me, me, me. I don't know. I still, I'm not, if I have to land on yes or no on that one, I think I'm, I'm on the no side, but I get Ooh. the appeal. I also don't want to be, how many of these things are floating around? Rolling I down the don't street? know. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the full yes side of this. Oh. That <laughs> I, I hope one day the U.S. will get its own version of something like that. Like, it just makes things more fun. Do you think that's what we need? Yes, what little be, Pokemon uh, roaming around the cities. Yeah, what would be the American version of, instead of a Pokemon, what would be appealing to our sensibilities? Oh my god. Big revolver. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when it's not recyclable, it's like it, like shoots, it shoots out of the chamber. <laughs> Shoots you in the face. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! All right. Well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll workshop those. They could be coming to a place near you. Yeah. Well, that's well. It. well that's so, usually Japan that's... addressing issues that we don't like to address. Exactly. Uh, gotta. I love Japan. Gonna go there one day. One day. All right. So, on to the next one. So, Gavin Newsom is been in the news lately um (laughs) what for colin what for well lord gavin no our great leader over here in the state of california (laughs) that's where i live that's where leo left us uh (laughs) he you know he he comes out and announces that people need to individually flip off each one of their family members and not go to thanksgiving (laughs) well simultaneously has went to a restaurant called french laundry in uh, Napa, which is so already, this is gross. But uh, mm, yeah. and then the, I guess the plate was anywhere between three fifty and twelve hundred. I heard three fifty. I heard other people say twelve hundred. It was probably three fifty. But so he's with a group of about fifteen people, and some of them are public health officials, and nobody's masked, and they're all eating inside of a restaurant. So this is gross on so many levels. The first thing. You know, a bunch of people without yeah. jobs in your state eating at a fancy restaurant. It's probably not a great idea. <laughs> just yeah. just optics, if I was advising him, that, that would be my point. The second point is, like, what do you think's going on here if the governor himself doesn't seem that worried? Yeah, the irony. The irony right there. That's yeah. true. So that's, I, I don't have anything to really say except just, like, F that. 
<laughs> True. Shout if, out. If I can play, if I can play, I guess, if I can try and play devil's advocate and go the other side, could this possibly be, there's so many factors, could this possibly have been like a, not a business meeting, but like a work meeting? It was uh, right? one of the people's 50th birthday party. Happy hour. Come on. That's, that's, you work and then you do a happy hour. It's like extended work. All right. Basically. All right. Um, the uh, other part so of it is. As they were going is... through their COVID plans, they're exactly. sipping back uh, Mai Tais. Yeah. You also got to factor in these, pe- these people uh, possibly get tested more often than the normal pop the regular population does right mm-hmm. so they Fair might point. know on hand that they're already clear clear um i guess the other part of it could be that to be honest like the whole u.s doesn't have any hasn't had that much regulation around like places being shut down like the, we're slightly still open so like like in, the, in the DC, <laughs> I know that's true. That's the ironic thing with him. But like, yeah, yeah here in DC, you know, restaurants are still open. You can uh-huh. still go inside if you choose to, but you can sit outside too. Um, so yeah, I that's the, that's my point of view for the devil's advocate. If it's me, it'd be like, dude, you're just not setting a good example for everybody else that you're trying to govern. <laughs> Like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, right there with you. Um, it's just gonna ruin your credibility moving forward too. So yeah, it's it's bad from all those points. I mean, me personally, I think you should be able to sit around a table with twelve people if he wants to, but it's it's all mm-hmm. the other context that makes it gross. Exactly, exactly. That's true. So shouts to Gabby that's boy. True. Um, another another governor is in the news. Uh, I just came across this. I couldn't believe it was true, but um, uh, Governor Cuomo has won an Emmy. <laughs> Speaking of irony, uh, an Emmy in what? An Emmy in being a blowhard. I'm not sure, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he won an Emmy. So that really goes to show you how how theatrical it all was. But in my opinion, I always have to say that. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm reading it. He won the Emmy. He received an Emmy Award for televised COVID briefings. It says Governor to receive an award for, for that masterful award? <laughs> use of TV, but critics say it ignores problems New York experienced amid pandemic. What? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I wonder if he was up against. I guess he'd be up against Trump. I mean, who else gave? Newsom gave some ones out here. You know, Trump flooded the system. He had too many briefings. You, it, it, you couldn't pick out one of those for an Emmy. You know, he had, he just had too many. Comedy. Uh huh. Like 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 Marvel movies. They're like putting four movies out a year. It's gonna be hard for one of those to get an Emmy because you know, it's 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 too hard, right? It's true. They were good performances. It's hard, too hard to pick one. So that's just insane. Uh, I don't know. I that's don't got funny. much else on that one. What do you got? Uh no, I got nothing. That's it's just I want I want to win an Emmy one day. 
taking um, this pod to the top. They'll probably have a podcast thing eventually, you think? Oh, definitely. I'm sure there already are awards. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out the committee. I can't believe we still do all those awards. Like the one they oh, did yeah. during the pandemic was kind of embarrassing. <laughs> what are we doing? I mean, uh, everything's a Zoom something. Mm. Zoom draft. Zoom awards. Um, speaking of Zoom mean for Thanksgiving... <laughs> okay okay um that's the that's that segue um did you know colin whole foods is partnering up with progressive to give you a turkey protection plan i did not know that <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting for the other part fold me again oh, no. <laughs> fold you again uh, no, so apparently, so they're partnering partnering up, and basically assuming that a lot of people that are gonna be at home cooking Thanksgiving dinner, not with their families, because you know when you have Thanksgiving, you have a designated person in the kitchen like who would be cooking the entire meal. Usually in my house, that's usually my dad. My dad is just like handling the whole thing. Yeah, same um, and so like so to top that to like stack onto that everybody is not going to be at home with their family so they're going to have a lot of first time cookers cooks cookers <laughs> first time cooks in the kitchen so whole foods <laughs> exactly <laughs> so the whole foods is basically having this protection plan that like if you can come in and you have a picture or show evidence of your then they can give you a new turkey basically how much is this insurance plan is it the Um, price of a new turkey (laughs) possibly i think or actually never mind they won't give you a new turkey They'll give you a $35 gift card in the event of an undercooked, overcooked, burnt, or dry turkey on Thanksgiving. Look at Bezos is giving (laughs) back, huh? What? It's so weird. Yeah. um, I don't know. I don't eat turkey anymore, so this wouldn't appeal to me personally. But I like the idea of assuring product. I think that's a good practice. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't. I like I, it. I, can you? I imagine if I was cooking a turkey, I would for sure burn the top a little bit, take a photo, and go get thirty-five bucks for free at Whole Foods. <laughs> but <laughs> that's just me. You see, that's that's it's, fraud, Colin. That's, that's what they call fraud. <laughs> <laughs> We're shifty people. <laughs> uh huh. Oh man, I, yeah, it's it's so ridiculous, but it does make sense in a way. So it's kind of it's pretty cool that they're doing it. Um, yeah. the they America, also put a little give America something. Exactly, they also put a little thing at the bottom too of the article that um, fire fire departments are gearing up for the holiday, and because again, first time cooks. They're expecting possibly a lot of 
in-home fires. And it, it just puts you in the head. You're like, yeah, that sounds about right. It's like, yeah. oh my god, maybe that's how many best. people are going to burn? Maybe that's best. So, in other news. Uh, so, Colin, there's a player on the Memphis Grizzlies, NBA player. His name is uh, John Morant. Oh yeah, big fan. Did you know that the Memphis Zoo got a new baby giraffe? Can you guess what they named it? I did not know that, and I would think maybe Oscar? No, not Oscar. Any other guesses? Uh, no, what did they name it? They named it Jawraff. So, yeah, so the zoo named it after the basketball player, in a way. So, my question from that is, if the San Diego Zoo, where you, like, live, they named an animal after you, one, what animal would you like them to name you? Like, what what type of animal? And what would its name be? Okay, okay. I'm gonna go with uh, cockatoo. <laughs> yes. And I would like them to be called the Collatoo. Oh, I like that. That's awesome. <laughs> Very wholesome. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my god. So yeah, I think that's just a fun, feel-good story. Uh, yeah. Um, it's always fun. Last thing here. Uh, we had the new city jerseys released. Uh, that is the NBA city jersey edition. Uh, if you're not an NBA fan, this probably isn't going to be the segment for you. But we did review these jerseys. And we went through and picked out our favorites. Leo, you got a few favorites to go over for us? Yeah. Um, I, I'll list out my top three. Uh, I think number one would be the Chicago Bulls jersey. It's kind of... We're going to put links into it at the end. But it's kind of got a cool little, like, art deco style of, like, the architecture of the city on the the sides of the jersey. Which, the photographer in me, it kind of looks like uh, street lights on wet pavement. Or wet concrete which just looks really cool just like the light streaks i don't know it's really cool uh okay i see that number two a bit of a gatsby vibe right mm-hmm. yeah that's cool uh number two for me would be the brooklyn net jer- uh nets jersey uh they suggest that the new jerseys pay homage to an I- iconic brooklyn-born artist called his name is a Jean-Michel Basquiat. Hmm. I think I pronounced that right. I hope so. But it has a cool, again, like artistic designs on like the sides of the jerseys with, I don't know, it looks like a pretty cool just like spelling of the name on the front. Yeah, it's got like a, I'm getting like NBA Live 97 vibes. If that means yeah. anything to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so one person and uh one person yes i, I understood that re- reference thanks so much leo 
And, yes. <laughs> and my number three, uh, I really like the Atlanta Hawks jersey. So uh, a big holiday uh, for the NBA is Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Day. And they're paying homage to MLK on the jersey jerseys. And um, I don't know, it's there's something like regal about it, and it looks just kind of cool. And I don't know, I, I like it. All right, so we got Chicago. What do you think? Uh, yes. we got Chicago, Brooklyn, and what's the last Atlanta. one? Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta's. They're solid. They're solid. I think they're going with the theme of the year, right? Kind of picking up some points there. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And it's nothing too flashy. It's like You have like, uh, gold and white stripes like around the arm, around the neck. And then it's like around the lettering. It, it Like you said, it just looks like sol- solid. It's nothing too flashy. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I was just going to put an honorable mention to the Miami Heat. Oh, man, I just saw what? those, and I was like, oh, those are garbage. <laughs> well, what's going on there? That's my honorable mention. All right, honorable it mention It just looks like cotton candy, Yeah, and I like it. All right. I don't know. Speak your truth, Leo. <laughs> I got, okay, I'm really okay, digging go. the Memphis Grizzlies. Top three. I got, Brent Memphis is my first one. They're going, they're going back to the 90s. With the uh, white chocolate Jason Williams on the Grizzlies, throwing those passes. Big fans of that one. Uh, I, I probably am not going to describe the coloring. Oh, yeah, definitely. Look it up if you care. Uh, we got that. The Lakers are coming in clean. They're coming in pretty clean. I'm a homer there. I'm going to give them a top three. They're going. I guess that's a callback nice. to uh, the Minneapolis days. Yeah, it, like the Elgin Baylor, Elgin Baylor kind of style. Like that's what they would wear, yeah. or at least the colors for sure. Yeah, I'm digging that. And then for my third one, I you know I'm not really that crazy about a third one, but I do like the New Orleans Pelicans vibes. Really, I like that. I like that Nola vibe. I think that's cool. Yeah, you know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of a boxer. It's they have kind of just like. Okay. The layout of the colors, just very like Apollo Creed's about to bust out of those things. Yes, I got you. Yeah, um, honorable. No, definitely shout out to the name of the New Orleans team, the Pelicans. I've when I first heard that years ago that that's what they were gonna call the New Orleans team. I love it. It's just a great team. And you like it from name. the from the jump. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because they named it after the bird, the state bird, which is just awesome. Full like, on shocker. The a California team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what our state bird is. It's a quail, man. Is it a don't quail? You, quail land. Oh my god, it's a quail. I. Uh, oh, what yeah, I was gonna say shocker. I, I didn't dig the pelicans. Uh, team at first as the name but it's grown on me now i like it people call them the pels and nice. it works oh man nice. I'm, I'm taking a look at True. these spurs unis i'm digging that too big time oh yeah they those like flashback to david like, robinson the olden days it's, uh, mm-hmm. mario ellie remember mario ellie 
Yeah. They used to travel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These are very specific oh. NBA references. But yes. <laughs> we know where I am. Okay. All right. And then the last portion of this segment, or of the Jersey segment, what's your least favorite out of them all? Uh, let's just start with Miami. Um... <gasps> you don't like the cotton candy? Let's go straight for the heart. Uh, it doesn't help that they're Tyler Hero jerseys that I'm looking at. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I'm, not really, I'm not really digging those. Uh, the other one I don't oh, like. Oh, that's true. Butler. Butler can't get any to love. Uh, yeah, I like Jimmy Butler, actually. I see the white ones look pretty good for Miami. Without the cotton candy. Yeah. I do not like the Sixers jerseys. It looks too much like the Clippers. or yeah. It just looks weird. It doesn't look like the Sixers anymore. I don't know what they're up to. Right there with you. And to tag on the Clippers, apparently it looks like just a retread of the colors from last year. So it didn't change much. Uh, yeah. So instead of white, it's black, I guess. Like, oh, oh Clippers. Just can't do anything great. No. They're trying to get Rondo. <laughs> Trying to get Rondo oh. when Rondo's way past due. <laughs> That's a Clippers move if I've ever heard of one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, speaking speaking <laughs> of sorry, uh, Clippers fans, the if sports and NBA, uh, I think we're sticking with that on the other side of this break. We're going to go into a little bit of uh, the the NBA season starting, uh, how that intersects with COVID, uh, yada yada yada. But we're going to get into that a little bit. So it's going to be kind of a sports centric episode. Welcome, welcome back. So, to continue on to the next segment of the podcast, we want to start talking about a little bit about COVID and how it intersects with sports. So, to start off on some good news, um, what's the latest on the vaccines that will be coming out eventually? Colin. Uh, well, you know, hey, good is relative, huh? But um, so mm-hmm. yeah, Pfizer announced that they have a vaccine that's 95% effective. Uh, this is a few days after Moderna announced that they had one that was like 94% effective. So it definitely feels like there's a bit of a, a photo finish. Um, now, when I hear those stories, I I get a little hesitant. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been just a few months and we've never had a vaccine this quickly and you know for for all the reasons to be hesitant but uh i do see why people are excited because they just want to leave their house and go to dinner but uh i'm not gonna be first in line (laughs) no kind of with right rolling out something new and something so fast if i can reference if i can put in a reference of like game gaming systems uh, there's definitely there's been reports of like the first gaming systems when they come out they're overheating too quickly, or something's just not working out. They're, you know, working out the kinks from the first batch. So putting that with vaccines that are supposed to help with a global pandemic, right? You can hope that these first batches are perfect, 
so but 95 it's evidently 95 percent self-reported by the way yeah so you have to be cautious but you have to be optimistic at the same time well you don't have to be (laughs) yeah you don't have to be that's true to be be miserable but yeah but that's that's what you gotta kind of do i mean it's unprecedented printed Unprecedented that uh, <laughs> 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 um, so damn it, I can't think. It's unprecedented, yeah. Unprecedented, like press, 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 press. Yes. Hmm. Okay, it's unprecedented. <laughs> I did a little clap <laughs> silently. <laughs> um, These are crazy times. Cr- yeah. Unparalleled, it, unmatched. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, no, it's crazy how fast, how possibly fast. Oh my god, I can't speak. It's crazy how fast a vaccine could possibly be done, but we won't know until we know, right? So, don't know. Now you know. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. Um. You know. Okay, so the, everyone was very concerned with Project Warp Speed because it was led by Trump and you know his gang of weirdos. And yep. it also, as the name implies, was trying to rapidly accelerate the process. And now that it's just the companies competing with each other and it's the free market, we all have a, a trust in it. Um, there's just, for me, there's way too much financial incentive on the line to trust what Pfizer tells me. <laughs> and yeah. I don't, you know, I just don't know any other way. So when then Pfizer says we have a great vaccine, I just, I immediately go, well, uh, I don't know about that. But I, I yeah. at a certain point, we're going to hit a weird part in our culture where it's like did you vax you know did you take the vaccine or not i think people will be forced to when they go to schools and stuff uh but it might be a weird social currency for a little bit you know yeah and when you're traveling like you're gonna have to the thing is unless right unless like you're something says that you got this vaccine unless like you have to like bring out like your vaccination booklets right you know scarlet letter we all had one we all had one when right. we were like little, so unless we have to bring those out and like literally put on there, this is when we got vaccinated, and that they check these. If they don't do that, then how are we all supposed to know? Like, like say vaccines are out, people are getting them, and then I decide I want to go, I don't know, to Puerto Rico. I'm expecting to be checked that I got this vaccine, right? But then, but if they don't check, then it's like, I don't know. I'm gonna roll my eyes so much and be like, "What are we doing?" Well, I think <laughs> like, the idea is you're good, right? I think everyone just wants to walk around and feel good. Exactly. But and then also, as soon as they announce one, at least some things will open back up. I assume that's what my positive takeaway would be: is that maybe we get back to a little more norm- normality. Yeah. But, but from what it's looking like, that won't be till like 
At least yeah. January or February. I, I mean, I saw Dr. Fauci say till uh, June. Six more months. <laughs> Every First, six months, like, they just kick the ball further down, you know. Okay. So, well, that's enough are. of a date. <laughs> that's enough of a, like, a time span to be like, all right, just lay low. Like, fine. It seems like <laughs> We're already the, in it. Yeah, that's kind of the collective feeling of most people I know. Exactly. Just sort of sitting in it. But within that context, yeah. we have sports, at least. They give the opium yes. to the masses. <laughs> yes. Remember, where were you, Colin, when you got that notification in your phone that the NBA season was canceled earlier yeah. this year? Where um, were you? I was on my couch <laughs> because... I like to be on my couch, and uh, I, I don't think I saw it on my phone. I think I saw it on TV. It was like a CNN thing, and uh, yeah, that was when sports was canceled. When it is when it felt quote unquote real for the first time. <laughs> right. It's like, oh no, no sports. Uh, and then you know, conversely, when sports came back is when it started feeling a little bit better. But uh, I'm glad that they're going to go on. They're not going to create a bubble anymore, though, are they? No, no more bubble. That that was definitely a like a one-off thing to finish off that like season that was put on pause. And right, they were able to get resources to do that bubble, but of course, that's f- from what we saw and what you could kind of tell. Like that was very expensive. That they can't afford the league, right? Can't afford to do that. That's a good point. Again. Um, so. Well, where were you, I guess, though, when you heard the notification? Wh- Ooh. Well, I was in a motorhome with three other guys <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Just when music so, start to play <laughs> in the yep. 70s. I, I see mustaches. Wow, wow, wow. Boom chicka wow wow. Um, so earlier this year, right? No, that's a Seinfeld reference. Definitely not. (laughs) Earlier this year, uh, me and a few of our friends, we went to uh, Australia, like right before the world shut down, and we rented a camper van to go around Australia. And yeah, at one point we were just chilling in the van, and boom, we hear we hear that the NBA is like closed or it's done it's done for the season we're like oh crap what's happening and that's where like started calling our parents and be like so how's it how is it going in the states uh it was odd it was so weird and then you guys started a super spreader event at a local nightclub uh we don't go into details about that calling this could get get, uh, reported no but yeah that's that was nuts yeah but at least right at least we know sports are coming back and at the moment the nfl is going on uh baseball was able to finish their season too but the thing that those two sports and then countless others like college football they have in common is that they were playing games, but 
then they also had games that were postponed. Like, at the moment, college football is playing. At the moment, there's at least, like, 15 football games that have been postponed so far in the past, like, two weeks. Some coaches are getting um, COVID, too, right? That I yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I guess the question I would ask, and I will pose this question to you, what what guidelines are they going by right like is it just basically plain and like hey we'll deal with it when we get it i mean that's kind of the guideline of what everyone else is up to right yeah the Um, the guideline of the u.s i think that's just they're kind of just sticking with the uh the theme there yeah i don't know i don't know how you have competitive sports and keep up with all the distancing that they want at a certain point, I mean, it's kind of funny, like football itself is an, is a very unsafe thing to do <laughs> to play football right, Yeah. Uh, with all the CTE that we're understanding. Right. So uh, mm-hmm. is, is the risk of contracting COVID more risky than having your head bashed in? I don't know. Uh, mm, I know good... it's, it, there's a social impact because then they can spread it to other people. I'm not, I'm not ignorant of that. Um, but I, I don't know. At a certain point, you just have to say, well, I'm doing this with risks involved or I'm not doing this at all. I don't I don't think there's a happy medium. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you just got to right, deal with it when it comes. There's right. too much money that could be lost if these games aren't played. Well, that's the thing. You know? I, I think that's what's running... A good amount. That's a that's what's running the NFL. That's definitely what's running college football. Yeah, college football right. is a funny one because I I was just seeing earlier like Syracuse is playing Louisville and Syracuse is like one and seven, Louisville is like two and six. <laughs> okay, it was oh, on, it's being broadcast on ESPN right with like advertisers and stuff. Like what? Who is this for? How is it? Why is this even on TV? Then I started thinking yeah. like they just cancel college football altogether. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know they're not doing that because blah 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 blah. They're gonna no. feed the NFL and stuff, but yeah, exactly. I don't know. It was just, just... it's so inconsequential the game that was on TV today that if there was any quote unquote risk, I don't even know why it's happening. Yeah, it's what there's too much money for them to lose, the school to lose. There's too much money that's put into that, and I feel like schools or college universities think, and this this is what's probably gonna happen is that so it's the holiday season it's the holidays basically now and covid is going to ramp back up so most of the students on campus are going to go home or go to remote learning for the rest of the semester or quarter or section of school um and following in january so like the winter quarter or the winter semester they're going to stay home. So that kind of gives universities their own makeshift bubbles to play football games if they want to. I think that's what's going to happen. So basically, they're just going to keep playing football games just without fans. Keep the TV money coming in, basically. And if the teams are big enough, they can afford uh, regular testing for their players. The Alabamas, right? 
Mm-hmm. And then if the exactly. other teams get COVID, nobody cares. <laughs> no. Advertisers don't care. So. No. They're just going to keep moving forward. Full steam ahead on that one. Yeah. So it's it's crazy. What I want to ask you, Colin. I know you're a big fan of the uh, NCAA. How did it feel this season that there was no March Madness? You know... And what are your hopes for next season? Uh, I was following... So, full disclosure, I followed the political primary season pretty closely, as you can tell. Um, so I was all lost in, like, Bernie land and, like, stupid hope and... <laughs> thick Feel the bird. You know, yeah, all that stuff. It's very embarrassing, <laughs> you know, but... Uh, yeah, so I, you know, I kind of missed... I, I kind of missed... Uh, it getting canceled and it affecting me but this year if we didn't have it i think i'd be bummed out this next march coming yeah. up but yeah so this last one i didn't really miss it too much but yeah. uh there's a good possibility with sports kind of going back to a sort of normal like games will be played and i think i think this case studies the the case study of the nba bubble and then you kind of see what the MLB did. You're seeing what the NFL is doing. You see what hockey's doing. You kind of you're getting those studies, and then you can find something in the middle where games can be played. I I, I see the NBA season going off pretty smoothly. I think just because the teams are so the teams are pretty small, and I think most teams have like private jets. So they're flying from like area to area as long I mean as long as they don't go out which I I wonder if the NBA will tell them like don't go out Shouts to Lou Will Uh-huh get the get the chicken wings <laughs> Gotta get the chicken wings man that's all <sighs> the thighs David those those better be some good chicken wings man the buns and thighs buns and thighs It's a family program uh, Yeah that's a SpongeBob <laughs> reference yeah, buns and ties. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, I think it's gonna. I think the NBA will run smoothly. NFL is gonna finish its season no matter what. I yeah, think NFL. other, other seasons are gonna start up, but just cautious. They're they're gonna start up. Sports is gonna, I think, keep going. Yeah, for what you said, there's just too much uh, advertising involved. Um, exactly. I don't know what all these channels would do without s- sports. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't so, know. It's uh, it's kind of uh, it's hypocritical in some ways when all day long they just talk about needing to distance and wear masks and you can't go see your family and you should stay in your house and then at the same time like we flip on like LeBron playing basketball. <laughs> it's like yep. a little funny, but I'm I'm here for it, you know. Money, money, money is what the make what makes the world go round. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of money, oh, Colin, if I gave you a hundred and thirty, a hundred thirty, a hundred and three dollars over two years, like a, that's a deal. You're gonna do some work for me. I think I know where you're going. In some capacity, if I gave you that deal, would you turn it down? Just one hundred and three dollars. Oh, oh! 
I'm going to do anything back. I think I, I, think I would. <laughs> you know, I need to help. You know, I know, I know I was raised Catholic, but that's too much of a martyr to put on me. Okay, I bet $103 million over the span of two years. So if I gave you a $103 million deal, two-year deal, would you turn that down? What, just to trip over my feet and shoot some threes? Yeah, I think I'd do. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, would, I would take that deal. Yeah, so, right, so James Harden, uh, shooting guard for the Houston Rockets, he turned down... Yeah, a hundred and three million dollar two year deal. Basically, it was like an extension or extension to his deal. Um, he turned that down, but at the same time, he's requesting that he be traded to the uh, Brooklyn Nets. The thing is, he still has like two to three years left on his contract. Uh so. My question would be, what is your opinion on players wanting to be traded, even though they have like multiple years on their contracts? Yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, my impulse is to side with players, um, not owners, right? So mm-hmm. if they want freedom, I'd want that for them. Okay, that caveat aside. Yes. Uh, yeah, once you sign a contract, that's, that's what that means, uh, you're kind of stuck with that. And I guess my sympathy wanes with every tens of millions is on that contract, right? Like if somebody right, was signed to a contract for 50000 and they were stuck in it, I'd have a lot more sympathy than if they were getting paid $103 million. So I don't know. Yeah, I fall somewhere in the middle probably because I – I do sympathize with the players wanting more movement, and I just think that the movement's going to be they're going to sign shorter contracts moving forward, like the LeBron James route. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if you sign a five-year deal, you're, you're you're stuck. So I guess he could sit out, but he'd he'd be sitting out and and missing out on his money. And I think that's where I would buy it a little bit more. Like if James Harden sat out and sacrificed all of his paychecks until he was traded, then. I can respect that a little bit more, but what's going to happen is he's probably going to show up to training camp and it's going to be theatrical. I can't imagine why he wants to even go to the Nets just from a basketball perspective. <laughs> oh, yeah. make any just, sense to me, but maybe he just wants to go to Brooklyn. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, to go to the Nets, he'll become a, they'll become a new super team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving there. <sighs> but That's gross. I, this, this guy, James Harden, he... Has won an MVP. The guy averages like 30 points plus a game. I think for the past two seasons, roughly around there. Um, and he wants to go to a team with like already two star players. So out of those like three, supposedly on the net, that's who's going to be the third. Who's going to be the third wheel, right? Um, it could be Kyrie. Oh yeah, with, he didn't with, even want to be the second wheel to LeBron. <laughs> oh, that's true. It's that's gonna be a true. problem. Yeah, but basketball but on flat side, Earth, there's there's a lot of space. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, Ree. Um, basketball, like, talk aside, uh, I'll go back to, like, the whole uh, players and players want to be traded. I, I, would, I would side, too, with the players, too. But, like you already said, contracts, if you have a contract, you have to honor that contract or not expect the team that you're a part of to kind of do what you want. Yeah, um, if I could do an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to throw the example of just like Anthony Davis. Like two years ago. Right, he said he wanted to come to the Lakers and the Pelicans, who he was the, a part of that team. Basically, just like no, like we're gonna wait out until the end of this season and see what we can do. And I mean, what they ended up doing was they got, I think, like three or four players plus like some picks from the Lakers for Anthony Davis. So like, the team was able to kind of get what they wanted from the Lakers in a way. I mean, I think they did okay. The Lakers yeah, the Lakers did win an NBA championship. Yeah, so like they, they won right who trade. who won there? <laughs> who won there? It's not even close. I mean, I love BI and stuff, but it, that's not even close. Yeah. So, in in those situations, it's like yeah, like a player does have a certain t- has some leverage. But when you want to just like force your way out, that's kind of where I'm like, all right, come on, like, you, I don't know, if like you're asking for too much. I don't know if I would say that, but just like, well, I think it's within their right to ask, and it's totally right, within true. the ownership's right to be like, nope. Um, you know, I, they, I think though there is a recognition amongst players right now in the NBA that of the power that they have, that they wield, uh, because. It is a problem for the Rockets if James Harden doesn't play <laughs> and he's just yeah. sitting there. You know, that's that's a problem. So that he he knows that he can force their hand into doing something, which is why players keep doing this time and time again. Um, I, I don't know how it would change other than these guys should be signing shorter contracts moving forward. But for, yeah. Yeah, for, the, for the James Harden situation specifically, uh, if I'm the Rockets... Um, I would deal him immediately to the Nets for whatever I could get <laughs> and move on. That me personally, oh, exactly. it's probably not the best leverage move. You know, maybe you could get a couple more draft picks in a few months or something, but um, I would just take the Nets for whatever I could get right now if they're willing to. Maybe they're not. Maybe they don't want to. Yeah, exactly. Well, who knows? We'll see. Um, the NBA draft just happened. And free agency just started Woo! today on November twentieth. Love the draft. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I watched all five hours, Leo. Five hours? What'd you do for the five hours? I watched it. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, on my phone. <laughs> yeah, it was on. It was on the TV. You know, I'm not saying I'm intently watching yeah. it, but. Yeah. Uh, um. I'll throw the one thing out of the draft that just kept getting brought up, and I'll bring it up here. Um, Lamella Ball, he went third in the draft, and he went to uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, and so the funny thing about the story is uh, he's, part of, he's part of the Ball family. 
and uh, they have a father. Uh, his name is Lavar Ball. And if you just type in Lavar Ball and watch some videos, you'll get the kind of like character he is. He's great. Big He's fan. really funny. Big fan. Um, but he, there's a sound bite, a video of him saying that if he played Michael Jordan, you know, right now, today, that he could beat Michael Jordan. So my hope is that there can possibly be a LeVar Ball, Michael Jordan, one-on-one grudge match to see who wins. <laughs> it opens the door. I really hope. Uh, I hope that I'm happens. sad enough at this moment. This this world has beaten me down that I would watch that and I would enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, safe here. I might, even, We're, pay, we've to that I might even pay a few bucks to watch it. Would you pay pay-per-view pay dollars? Like for real. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I would. Not much. But if they charge like 10 bucks to watch that thing, I'd, I'd pay 10 bucks. Ooh, I'd pay 10 bucks too. Yeah. Ooh, I might uh, even say twenty. Yeah, I might tap out at twenty. Uh, it, it, it better be, it better be good production value. There better be a documentary coming out after <laughs> it and be like, uh, talking about the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I need torn ACLs. I need these old guys to really shred themselves up. Yeah, I've seen videos of Michael Jordan, him playing pickup games. He, I mean, that's one thing that never leaves a basketball player. If you can shoot. You can shoot forever. Yeah, I've seen his athleticism is gone. Yeah, he can shoot. He can shoot like Steph Curry, man. That dude's never gonna lose his shot unless somebody like takes his arm. Yeah, I think the uh, with the Levar and MJ, I don't think the question is who would win, right? I think it's more just the spectacle of it. Oh yeah, I want Michael Jordan to win. I just oh. don't think there's a chance. It's just how that Levar would will Levar get, you know. <laughs> oh, you you know if this is televised, you know, Michael Jordan. I, I don't know if Levar has the balls to do it, but if you, you can see. On the line for yeah, you can see Michael Jordan throwing like elbows and like, nope, get out of yeah. here. I just think he'll never do that, Jordan. No, if you poke, if you poke the bear enough. Some people will be like, fine, let's do it. It's too rich. Oh, when you're up in that stratosphere, nobody can poke you, I don't think. That's true. He smokes his That's cigars true. all day. You know, it's funny is I like LaMelo's game. I don't think he's going to be a good defender. But once he was drafted by Jordan, I was like, uh-oh. That's not a good sign. Because I, I was doing the math. Uh, Jordan never drafts. He's drafted like one good player in Kemba Walker. They've never they never draft anybody good, on the Hornets oh, or the true. Bobcats. <laughs> so it's like eh, maybe maybe this will be the the Kimball Walker number two, but it's not a great sign. No, oh that's crazy. Um, yeah, no no we'll see. I I hope he's good. I uh, this I mean throwing it back to Lavar, the the dad of the Ball family. He speaks it. He speaks it into existence, like, and all I can say, he's a good, he's a really good father, because he's just constantly hyping his kids up, speaking what his words into existence, like, my three boys are going to be NBA, they're going to be in the NBA, two of them are in the NBA, one is in the 
I think in the G League. Yeah. So in the minor league for the ticket sales, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So like. But who knows? Maybe yeah. we'll, we'll never see. Maybe, maybe he'll get full... like a ten, ten day contract. Yeah, with That's all they need. Brothers, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So got to get got to give it up to him. Yeah, Lamelo and uh, and Alonzo uh, were the only brothers ever taken in the top five. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's a fun. That's a cool fact. Yeah, fun fact. Man, when he first took Lamelo to Lithuania when he was like a kid, <laughs> I don't right. think I, I'm, I've been a Lavar fan since day one. But even then, I was like, all right, well, this kid's life is going to be insane. Yeah, <laughs> I just think he's going to turn out like Justin Bieber or something. Yeah, but it seems he's pretty. He's pretty soft spoken. I've seen some interviews with uh, Lamelo, and he's he's short and sweet. He doesn't talk very much when he's asked a question it's pretty like quick and easy it's like lonzo lonzo is like yeah a near mute all right and like from like a very outspoken father his kids are pretty like chill and like not very vocal well i'm sh- i'm sure a, a social psychologist could explain that one to us <laughs> oh definitely <laughs> we'll get we'll we'll get one eventually we'll get we'll, get we'll ask guess. them that question yep um, well, so to round it out around, round round it out around about money because I feel like we've talked about money in this podcast a lot. Money, 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 money. You want to hear a fun fact about how much money Michael Jordan still makes? Uh, sure. Yeah. It's gonna be depressing. Um, <laughs> I know, right? So this is from Business Insider. Uh, they found the difference between. Jordan's net worth between 2019 and 2020 uh, is in 2019 he made 1.8 billion, and in 2020 he's projected to make 2.1 billion. Hot diggity damn! Oh my god! And he's been retired for how long now? Almost um, 20 years. Yeah, well, he's got Over so much else going on. Oh my god, just, it's, I mean, a good chunk is, I mean, apart from he's an owner, right? But, like, a good chunk is, like, his brand. Like, that, the Jordan brand is just, like, making money. Uh, that's a, that'd be, a, that's a, that's a new topic. That'd yeah. be a cool topic. Brands and stuff. Brands, yeah. Get real sinister. To put it into perspective, I just read recently that um, during the pandemic, in terms of wealth increases... That Amazon increased their wealth by ninety-one billion, just during the pandemic. So, jo- so Jordan's out here with his little two. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> uh huh. So it's just crazy, man. A lot of money flying around. I think yeah. I'm a Jordan fan, though. That documentary made me a bigger Jordan fan than I was. Yes. Go watch it on Netflix. Yeah, that was a good. The one. the the Last Dance. I guess we could segue Definitely. to watching, reading, going, huh? Yes. So Think go this watch, is go watch the perfect the section. <laughs> I guess you're not supposed go to watch the last dance. Way. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. I'm in, learning in, people. Exactly. In in the span of this segue, go watch the last dance. Right, welcome back. So, how was the last dance? Uh, let us know if you liked it in the comments. Send us a. Facebook message. Tweet us on Twitter. 
Um, so, welcome to our last segment of our show called What Are You Watching? What Are You Reading? And Where We're Going! Made it so, this far. So, Colin, what are you watching? Well, I've been watching Guy's Grocery Games. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think Guy is a misunderstood guy, quite frankly. Mm. You know, he looks like the Smash Mouth singer. He's got the, the frosted tips and all that. But real just a man of the people. And as far as reality shows go cooking shows are way up my list and guys grocery games has my stamp of approval <laughs> that, that sounds awesome it actually sounds like a fun show yeah they mix it up pretty it, good they'll have like professional chefs and then they'll have people with just restaurants when when people used to own restaurants i know this is before what are the, people used to what are the rules of, <laughs> uh, what are the rules of the game uh, it's, so yeah, he it's there's uh, tons of different games, but the the gist of it is they have a half hour to cook whatever he tells them to cook, and then he'll give them some like wacky ingredient or you know it's kind of basic in its premise there, but he he varies his games pretty well. Uh, it's 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 a nice little escape. I recommend it. Nice. Oh, there's it kind of reminds me of a show. And I think it's on ABC or NBC, but it it's not called Grocery Games, but it has a deal with game like a game show within a grocery store with uh, Leslie Jones. Yes, she's yeah she's they've stolen his ideas. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen I've never seen her show. <laughs> I just saw a commercial, but and I'm all team guy right now. Right. So oh I got, oh yeah, I it's real called territorial. <laughs> It's called Supermarket Sweep. Yeah. Uh, they're sweeping the sweeping fake. guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's awesome. That the premise of this show is uh, that's fun. It would be fun to compete and to just kinda like go run into a grocery store, get ingredients and do something with it. Yeah, it's it's cool. I I, I like cooking too, so it's it fits that mold a little bit, but uh, there's just so much I don't know about food, so it's cool on that level. Nice. And it doesn't have any Trump or any Biden or anything like that. They even they're yes. doing new episodes and they don't even mention COVID, even though everyone's in their homes. <laughs> the word COVID uh, yeah. never comes out of anybody's mouth, so it's it's kind of nice. Nice, something from the norm. There That's always go. good. America. Um. <laughs> so what I'm watching is a show on Netflix called the uh, Queen's Gambit. So it's a show, and it basically follows the life of an orphan chess prodigy. So the character's name, her name's Beth Harmon. So it kind of just follows her life in like the 1950s and 1960s. Uh, about like her like emotional problems from home from being from being an orphan from being adopted from some drug and alcohol problems when she's older it's a really cool and interesting show and not to mention being like a chess fan my my dad taught me chess when I was younger 
kind of seeing chess again and makes me just want to play it again. I'm like, oh, I, I, I miss playing chess. And the whole like mind strategy of chess yeah. makes it so fun. I'm always a little embarrassed that I'm not that good at chess because it's it's closely associated with like intelligence, right? <laughs> oh, come so on. like the fact that I'm better at checkers has always been an embarrassing thing for me. But I did see that that show. It's 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 very well done in terms of like it's it's not really being it's not beating you over the head with anything. It's very subtle. Uh, kind of like that. It's got a good look to it too. But I've only seen the first couple of episodes. Is it a true story? That's what I was wondering. I don't think so. I think it's yeah. a, I think it's fiction. But regardless, it's a really good, cool, really awesome story, really good story. They go into really uh, well done. She's getting on those pills early too. Yeah, though. And we're not, we're not saying great for like kids and pills, but like the premise of like the nineteen fifties. And there's just a really funny scene of like, uh, the I don't know, spoiler warning, but like, uh, these kids are giving pills for I think, I think they're antidepressant depressants. So like, these kids, um, hide it and then take more at a time. So when those drugs are taken away, they go through withdrawals. There's just a really funny scene. I'm just like. This is sad, but it's kind of funny at the same time. Yeah, she's, I guess they were. You know what I'm talking kids. about? Yeah, exactly. And I guess they were doing that a lot more. I mean, they do that a lot now. I worked at a at a school that, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but but yeah, a lot of the kids were on something. So it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Um, I this was this is a tangent that I'll leave for another episode, but it's I've. Getting back to the COVID, I kind of wonder how related our massive use of prescription drugs is affected by COVID or COVID affects us differently, you know, in the United States Mm. versus other countries. Because I do know that we take more prescription drugs than anybody. So there is a correlation. I don't know if there's a causation, but we'll save that for another time. (laughs) Nice. So what are you reading, Colin? I recommend it. It's a, it gets a Leo stamp of appro- approval. So what are you reading, Colin? Um, okay, so I've been picking this book up off and on. Uh, it's called Weird Scenes from the Canyon. It's by a guy named David McGowan. It is on the conspiratorial side of things. So if that interests you, it's interesting in that respect. Um, he's, you know, he factually sources everything. I don't think he's making anything up. Essentially what it's about is the, uh, Laurel Canyon in the early sixties, uh, starting to form uh, like a music scene and a lot of the hippie music that was formed. Um, this guy's positing was heavily influenced by, uh, the government and da, 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 da. And it's, it's just interesting to think about. There's a lot of weird things that happen. Even if you don't like all the conspiracies, there's just a lot of weird shit that went on in Laurel Canyon in the 60s. (laughs) So it's interesting from that Hmm. perspective. Uh, Laurel Canyon is a place in L.A. I think most people know that, right? Yeah, I think so. uh, Yeah, it's interesting if you're you're into that kind of thing. Nice. That sounds awesome. Would you recommend it? Uh, Yeah, I do. Again, you know, you got to have an open mind. (laughs) But even stuff like, 
even if you don't believe a word that the guy's saying, it's just it's an interesting read, regardless. I think. Nice. Oh, I might have to pick that up at some point. I got to read like three or four books first before I can read anything else. I've been meaning to read some books. Yeah, the, the hopeful oh, stack so of books in your house. <laughs> I always oh, have a so hopeful bad at stack. That. <laughs> they, they never get touched. <laughs> so bad. So at the moment, I am quote-unquote reading something. I hope those, that doesn't sound bad. <laughs> So, I got a game. It's called uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So it's, te- I-, I like to technically say these are like interactive books, even though it's not based on you know, it's loosely based on factual history. Uh, the premise of this game is that it's set in 1873. And basically, war and overcrowding in Norway prompts the your main character. Um, his or her name, you can choose if you want it to your character to be a male or female. Uh, Ivor and his like and her adoptive bro- older brother Sigurd to like leave their clan of Vikings in Norway and settle in like Anglo-Saxon England. So basically you're a part of like a Viking clan that is starting to expand into Europe. So yeah, like the whole setting of the game is you're going into places uh, like Wessex or East Anglia, Mercia. So that was basically like England in the eight in the eight hundreds. I was going to say 1800s, but no, the 800s. <laughs> so it's kind of, you get a little bit of history. And there's places in England where you can actually go to, like, Stonehenge for fun. Like, you, it's an open map, so you can literally go wherever you want. Yeah, that's how I play but Assassin's like, Creed. I'll just walk yeah. around and ride the horses. And <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, cool. It's, <laughs> it gives you that. You can do... And, there's like little things you can do. You can do little missions. There's really fun little side quests. You can play the main story, which has its own story that they've made, which is really cool. And, and basically, you could just explore. And I think the one thing, apart from the cool story of it, there's little side stories. And these side stories are like... They put some fun thought into this because there's some really funny side stories. There's one where your character comes into a, a a house or she she like walks by a house and sees a lady she's like mad so you ask her hey what's wrong and the lady's mad because her husband isn't giving her the good loving that she wants and you ask her what like why what's what's wrong and she's like well he can ba- he can only get like excited when they're raiding a village like vikings <laughs> so you go into the house it's tricky and you're like me too era man <laughs> it's it's just really it's really funny so you go into the house and you're like your character's like how can i help and basically the couple asks you well can we somehow reenact the raid and they're like 
yeah, just like start breaking stuff around the house. So you start breaking pots, and they're like, yeah, okay, this is great. Um, um, set. Can you set like a fire? So basically, you throw a, a a torch that you light up in their house, and you basically almost burn their house down. But it you rekindle the fire within that couple. So you save a couple's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest like side story, which lasts like five minutes. And I was like, did this just happen? This is just the most random thing Sheesh. in a game. You know, when you said the game was about Vikings, I thought, wow, how are they going to do that? Because pretty intrinsic to the Vikings is their pillaging and other things. And so it's uh, this is a very clever way of approaching that, I suppose. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> They're implying. Uh, but yeah, yeah. weird. So, but other than that, it's it's been really fun. It's been a really fun game, and yeah, not sure really learning a lot about. Well, I'm learning a little more about Norse mythology, Viking, uh, lore, which is pretty cool, and I don't know, places in Anglo-Saxon England in the eighteen in the eighteen in the eight hundreds, which is it's cool. So. That's Definitely a, game like a story. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yes. And then we got weird scenes um, in the canyon. We got guys grocery mm-hmm. games. What was the other one? Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Those are our four yes. this week. Yes. And are you going anywhere this week, Colin? Or um, well, are you tuckered I'm, out from moving? <laughs> tuckered. I'm I'm properly tuckered. But there's a very nice manicured park down the street that I plan on laying in the grass for a few hours. Nice. Um, I don't think I'm going anywhere this weekend. I'm definitely tuckered out from the move. <laughs> but if I can throw in a fun little traveling place to travel, to, oh my god! If I can throw a place to go and travel to, um, at least from DC, probably like two and a half hours north into Pennsylvania, you can actually go to Hershey, Pennsylvania. And yes, it does sound what I'm sound like what I'm thinking. That's where Hershey was invented. Hershey products. Hershey candy. Chocolate. All that stuff. <laughs> um so yeah. I uh, like, what we I didn't we can you come up with? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> So, not going there this weekend, but was there a uh, couple of weekends ago. And I would recommend. It's just a fun little little place. It has a theme park, which is kind of like Six Flags. So, a bunch of roller coasters if you want to do that. Or you could just do like a little Hershey, Hershey guided tour. A guided tour of the Hershey factory, which is actually pretty well done. And, of course, you can get all the candy in the world. Um, one little, uh, fun fact from there, they had a big setup of Kawhi Leonard's and Kawhi Leonard, he's on the Los Angeles Clippers. He's an NBA player. Um, they had a big setup of his new shoes that were coming out and it was like a partnership with Jolly Ranchers. It was the 
oddest thing to be like, oh, I never thought I was going to see something about an NBA player I like here. But apparently he has a he has a partnership with Jolly Ranchers. Kawhi's trying to catch yeah. up to uh, MJ. Yep. He's got a long way to go. Yeah, they First got... They, Jolly. I have to admit, the marketing is great because they definitely do have uh, t-shirts of the Jolly Ranchers. So like, like a cherries... A, a green apple, a watermelon, and grapes. And they all have is like, they're not smiling, but they all have like that kind of just like blank f- face. Like, uh, like without a care in the world, which is very Kawhi Leonard. He, does, he doesn't show too much emotions on the basketball court, but like, that I guess that's being trademarked, which is kind of funny and kind of awesome. Lean in, right? That's what AD yep. did with his eyebrow. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, so, yeah. I would highly recommend it. Hershey, is a fun little place. Yes. Get after it, people. Well, is that it, Leo? Is I that, think that's it. Is that what we got for today? Uh, again, please give us a follow on all of the things. What is that? Instagram. We got a Facebook. And Facebook. Twitter. Um... That's where we're going to put up new episodes. Uh, we don't have any sponsors, so uh, we all we're looking for is likes and follows. <laughs> uh, um, I do leave want to us get a sponsored review. by Del Taco at some point, but we'll save that. Ooh. Yes, please leave us a review Yes, with your favorite Del Taco food item. No, that would only work for Californians, <laughs> huh? Go ahead, uh, yeah, Joe, give the proper plugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like and subscribe. We're setting up our youtube so trying to make some videos of these podcasts so if you just feel like not listening to them on spotify or apple then throw it on youtube i guess whatever whatever works for you it's gonna be there there it is it'll take some time all right we out we'll see you next time see you. Have a good week.